Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. We're still in Psalm 32. I'm loving every day, every conversation we're having. It's beautiful. It's so encouraging. Well, let's go ahead and jump into a new translation. I think, sure. have you got the New Century version there? Got the New Century version here of Psalm 32. Happy is the person whose sins are forgiven, whose wrongs are pardoned. Happy is the person whom the Lord does not consider guilty. In that person, there is nothing false. When I kept things to myself, I felt weak deep inside me. I moaned all day long. Day and night you punished me. My strength was gone as in the summer heat. Then I confessed my sins to you. I didn't hide my guilt. I said, I will confess my sins to the Lord, and you forgave my guilt. For this reason, all who obey you should pray to you while they still can. When troubles rise like a flood, they will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You protect me from my troubles. You fill me with songs of salvation. The Lord says, I will make you wise. I will show you where to go. I will guide you and watch over you. So don't be like a horse or donkey. They don't understand. They must be led with bits and reins, or they will not come near you. Wicked people have many troubles, but the Lord's love surrounds those who trust him. Good people. Rejoice and be happy in the Lord. All you whose hearts are right, sing. Man, a couple of things really stood out to me in that translation. One of them I'll admit a little bit frustrating. The other one, though, I really, really like. So the frustrating one first, and that is that in verse 8, the New Century Version there just straight up says, the Lord says. Yeah, not only that, uh, it, they take the position Verse eight, they use quotes, I will make you wise, and then they end quote at the end of verse nine. So the Lord, it's the view that the Lord was saying all those sure. things. And and, and, yeah. and you know, it's not frustrating because I Which, think they're wrong about that. Yeah. What's, what's frustrating to me is the phrase the Lord says is not in there. And mm. so what they've done is they've made an interpretive choice. We believe, and and I, I admit, I, I agree with them. I think that's what's happening here. I believe it is the Lord saying this. But I guess it frustrates me if a translator is going to take away the the study that I need to do to come to that conclusion. And I understand that's the New Century Version is with the International Children's Bible. They're trying to be clear for children. I understand, I guess, why they've done that. They want to help the children along and seeing what's going on here. But it still frustrates me when when a choice like that is made. Um, and it's and it's not just a oh this word could be translated one way or another. It's actually adding a phrase in to to right. Give here's the there. interpretive choice that's not there. I, the the part I really liked though, actually, I almost wish we had read this translation yesterday. This just this goes to show that we don't we don't plan a week out in advance which translations we're going to read every day. <laughs> but uh, verse four, re- read that again there in the New Century Version. Do you still have that open? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, verse four. Uh, Day and night you punished me. My strength was gone 
as in the summer heat. Yeah, we we talked yesterday about the psychosomatic versus theosomatic. I, and and again, it might be that God yeah. was using the psychosomatic processes in his body, but what what that translation brings out in stark relief is this was the discipline and punishment of the Lord. It wasn't just yeah. guilt feelings, it was guilt and God was addressing actual real guilt and yes. David needed forgiveness. So I really did like that. Yeah. So so anyway, right. so interesting, interesting translation there on on those issues. Here's something that stands out to me that I'm not sure we think about very much today, and I think we need to see it in this psalm, and that's in verse six. So the ESV in verse six, therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Yeah, so in the New King James, it's that in a time when you may be found, but the New Century I read just a moment ago says, pray to you while they still can. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's exactly, yeah, you know, it's like before it's too late. <laughs> that's exactly right. And we don't think about it like that very often, um, that, that the moment or time would come when we could not pray to God when we could not confess to God. Well, when it, yeah, that that we need to seek the Lord before it's too late. So, let's back mm-hmm. up. This this goes along with uh, part of a conversation we had the other day as you highlighted some of the shifts in speaker and right. and pronouns as we go through and we we made the point, I think accurately, that we do have a shift between verse 5 and 6 that in mm-hmm. in verses 1 and 2, David gives the conclusion. He says, "Okay, here's where we're going to end up." The, the man who has been forgiven is blessed. Then he shifts in mm-hmm. verse three to tell the story that proves his assertion at the beginning. And that right. story from verses three to five is I was a sinner and you were punishing me. And so I decided to bank on your name of forgiveness. I confess to you and you forgave me. Now in verse six, he turns and, and while he's still talking to God here, and this is a prayer to God that everyone who is in the same boat as David was in their sins will do the same thing David did and seek the Lord and pray to him and confess to him. I think there's certainly the shift that even though this is still praying to the Lord, this is kind of one of those instructive prayers. I'm saying this for all of those who are li- listening, kind of like Jesus did at the tomb of Lazarus when he he said, hey, Lord, I know mm-hmm. you, Father, I know you hear me all the time, but I said this because there are other people listening. Right. And, and the thing he wants those other people to hear is the same thing that happened for me can happen for you when you're in your sins, when you're in your guilt, seek the Lord while you still can. Seek while him before it's too late. Repent and confess before it's too late. So isn't that something that when the psalmist or David is reflecting upon what it was like carrying that baggage of sin and shame, I mean, it was brutal. The Lord's hand was heavy upon him. He's wasting away. He 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 doesn't want to persist in this. And yet when he when the direction changes and he's speaking to the crowd or informing the crowd, he adds this sense of urgency. Do this while you still can. Do this while the Lord may be found. It's like, uh, you know, for David, he doesn't want to keep carrying this, but but for other people, maybe they think they will. 
Well, and he's telling him, here's something else. This is not good for you now, but there's going to come a time when you're not going to be able to confess this to God and and have the burdens removed. Which then moves into verses 8 and 9, which whether it's David now turning to directly instruct his readers or it is the voice of God giving instruction, which again— Despite what I said a few moments ago about the New Century Version, I really think that's what we're supposed to see here is God I, instructing. Go ahead. No, I agree with you. I see it too. I And and also the point is well taken. Um, you know, the interpretation may be correct, but don't, uh, don't uh, tip the scales to get there by adding things. Yeah, yeah. So whoever's giving the instruction, though, the instruction is don't be like a mule. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, right. here's, the, here's the reason I'm giving you this psalm. I'm giving you this psalm so that you will be counseled. You you who are God's people and, and you're in your sin and you're being disciplined by God, don't turn away from him. Don't be a mule. Don't be stubborn. Bring your sin to God. He is a forgiving God. Confess it to him and he will forgive Mm-hmm. It's don't be a mule. Don't be the person who's going to hang on to it. Who's going to be stubborn? Because because again, there will come a time when it is too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And some of the fearful pictures we have in Scripture are those who um, sought forgiveness from the Lord, or perhaps had a change of heart, and it was too late. Mm. You know, I I think about uh, the warning that the Hebrew writer gives Christians in Hebrews chapter 12, he points to an Old Testament example, one of Esau, and says, don't be like Esau. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, the Christians are taught, we Christians are taught, pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. Esau was sorry. Esau was crying. Esau was sincere. I've made a mistake. I want to take it back. But he couldn't take it back. The time had passed. He could not repent. Yeah. So, boy, that that can really open up a whole can of worms for us to get into. And uh, I I think we do need to point out that what was going on with Esau was not an issue of his salvation. But it does provide the illustration for the point that, that there are things that I pursue for so long and it becomes too late to turn it around. And, sure. and that's what happened here in this particular instance. He had dismissed and had not respected and had disregarded the blessing and the birthright. And when the consequences finally hit, it was too late to go back and 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 yeah. rethink it. And that's the yeah, thing. He was he was fine until he got to the consequences. And that actually provides, I think, part of an illustration that that helps us understand verse six in Psalm 32. So I've misread Psalm 32, 6 for most of my life. Let me now, just in case somebody doesn't have the Bible right in front of them, you're pointing to the expression about the floods of waters? Yeah, is that yeah. what we're talking so, about? Yeah, okay. in fact, yeah. So let me just go ahead and read the verse. Therefore, let everyone who is godly, and I'm reading from the ESV this time, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. I, 
the way I had read this for most of my life is pray to God while he can be found, because when you're in the rush of great waters, you won't be able to find him. But as I've been studying over in preparation for these conversations, I realize that that's not what's being said. I, I just need to look at the pronouns. Again, it's one of those very simple Bible study principles that I was just missing because verse six, therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you. So in verse six, God is in the second person. You let these, let this godly person offer prayer to you. Surely right, in the rush right. of great waters, they shall not reach him. So the mm-hmm. point is, is that when the godly person, that's the one who's in third person in this verse, when the godly person seeks God, when he can be found, when the rush of great waters come, it will not find this godly person, the one who has been forgiven. And the rush of great waters, what does that make you think of? It makes me think of Noah and the rush of great waters. I mean, there's there's not a, a, a better picture of the judgment of God and ultimately a time when it was too late. That here the preacher of righteousness had labored for a long time building this ark, and yet no one wants to enter it except yeah. for Noah his wife, his three sons and their wives. Another thing it makes me think of is Pharaoh at the Red Sea. Okay. The rush Again, of great waters. waters of judgment. Yeah. That were judgment on Pharaoh and his army. Another mm-hmm. thing it makes me think yeah, of is Jesus' story in Matthew chapter 7 of the wise man and the foolish man. When the flood of waters close. come to the house and whether mm-hmm. you've built your house on the Lord. So this, I think this rush of great waters, waters of judgment. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. so the idea, when I see God while I can, the rush of great waters, the judgment will not come to me. Why? Mm-hmm. Because Lord God, you are a hiding place. You preserve from trouble. You surround with shouts of deliverance. And so David turns and says to everybody, look, seek the Lord right now before it's too late. And the thing we need to grasp, what I always try to stress to people is I get it. As long as you're living, if you repent, the Lord will forgive you and you Mm -hmm. will have eternity with him. What we don't grasp is the more I put off repentance, the harder it is for me to repent. It never gets easier than today to seek the Lord. This idea that I'm going to seek the world and I'm going to seek sin and pleasure for now, and then before I die, I'll seek the Lord. That's that's not repentance. Planned repentance mm-hmm. is no repentance at all. Uh, now, I know there are people who are putting it off that later do really come to real repentance, and I'm not talking about that. But this business of I'm going to wait till the last second and then repent, two things. Number one, I don't know when the last second is, and neither do you. That's that last second one. may come before you realize. And number that's two, a big one. the longer you put it off, the harder it is to turn to the Lord. Seek the Lord while you can, or you will find yourself in the great rush of waters of judgment. But if you seek him now, those waters will never reach you. You have the blessing of forgiveness. What a what a great exhortation and something to walk walk with today. Appreciate so much you joining us for the conversation. We'd love to hear what you're learning as you read the Psalms and particularly Psalms 32. Please share it with us. Send us an email. Text talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Text talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Until we're together again, uh, Edwin, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? Holy God. You are magnificent and wonderful, and we lift up your great and holy name because you are the God of forgiveness, and we are in awe. And I thank you for the blessing of forgiveness because I know I've needed it. 
And I think everybody who is praying along with me right now offers up that same thanks and praise because we need your forgiveness. Lord, we seek you right now. Draw us closer. Keep the waters of judgment away from us. Be our hiding place. Preserve us from trouble. Surround us with shouts of deliverance, Lord God. Thank you so much for being our God. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Yeah, I see it. Three, four, five.